This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. With Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, this is John here from Freedom's Disciple Podcast. The only show on the Blaze where you come for the accent, where you stay for the principles and the love and defense of American exceptionalism. You're about to listen to a short clip from last weekend's show, and I'd encourage you to share it with your family and your friends. Also, please consider subscribing to our show. Search for Freedom's Disciple on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music where a new show is released for free every Saturday at noon Eastern. Hello, America. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Dunn. This is the show, of course, on The Blaze, where you come for the accent, but you stay for the principles and the love and defense of American exceptionalism. Happy Saturday, and happy first day to Donald Trump. Today is your first day. If you're listening to this on Saturday, It is official. We no longer have President Obama. It's President Donald J. Trump. I don't want to focus on the negative. I want to focus on the positive. Because, actually, is is there a positive? I was going to say, I, I want to focus in on the positive to say I don't ever want to have to hear Barack Obama again. But I don't know about you, I'm not confident of him living up to the George Bush standard of, hey, I did my eight years, I served, and now I'm just going to go and leave the public eye pretty much for 99% of the time. I'm not exactly confident that's going to happen. But I will say I'm, I'm, I'm delighted the farewell tour is over. I'm delighted I won't have to listen. Actually, in fairness, I didn't listen. I more read transcripts because I just couldn't stand the man. Um transcripts of his speeches of his press conferences of his his grandiose ideas that have always failed but you know it's obama wouldn't be obama if he didn't come out in his last couple of days and spew a lot of hot air you know i said a couple of weeks ago and as an insult you know you got to give progressives credit they're consistent on global warming because they spew a lot of hot air, and it's been—we've heard it all before. But one thing that infuriates me on, of people on both sides is the lack of principles, the lack of self-awareness. Just this past week, I believe it was Tuesday or Wednesday, Barack Obama held a press conference, and I think it was his last one. It was oh, his last press conference. Okay, big deal. See ya. He gone. And he had the audacity to come out and say, well, you know, President Trump, you know, I don't know if he wished him well, I can't remember reading that, but, but he was like, you know, if, if you do certain things, I, I'll be back in the public eye. And one of the things he said was freedom of the press. 
how can anyone who has lived under the last eight years under Barack Obama take seriously him being concerned about freedom of the press? Does anyone remember AP, James Rosen, any of that? It's like we live in this cuckoo land where politicians can just... They, I swear, sometimes they, it's like they talk just to hear themselves think. Or they talk just to just to spew more hot, more hot air. Or to get some talking points. Or to be on that little bar that's on Fox News, CNN, ABC. Obama says this. Because it means nothing. But I want to talk to you about a lot deeper things today. I have a jam-packed show for you today because Obama's gone. Which means we have hope. We have an opportunity. And I want to talk to you about that opportunity. I want to talk to you today about something that's I'm very confused about the rights reaction over. And that was Obama ending the, the wet foot policy for Cubans. I want to talk to you about that. I'm going to talk to you about a new report out. I don't know if you heard this. It's devastating. A new report out that said eight people, eight, you know, one more than seven and one less than nine, have the same amount of wealth as 50% of the world. Oh, my God. I want to talk to you. I'm a bit late on this issue, but I want to talk to you about Martin Luther King. But before we get to all that, I want to talk to you about a political question. And I don't see this as political per se as in the, the average day today. Trump is good, Trump is bad, Obama's good, Democrats bad, whatever way you want to look at the world. When I look at the opportunity the Republicans have in Congress, Trump has as president, and each and every one of you have, who are happy with this setup. Your success or failure will come down to one question in my eyes. And that one question is, how do you see your role over the next four or eight years? Or even the next two? Do you care more about getting even? Or do you care more about getting ahead? That is the one question on how you answer it and how you act and how you talk will define in many ways the success and failure of the GOP in, in Congress and in the Senate and the House, Trump as president, and you as a people. You have a great opportunity right now. But let me delve deeper into an issue before I give you the answer to that question and why I think it's so important. I want to read from your founding documents. And I want to start with your Declaration of Independence. And I want to read something to you that you've all heard a million times before, but I would like you, as I say each word, just think very carefully about that question. Do you want to get even, or do you want to get ahead? When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people, one people, to dissolve the political bands, dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and the laws of nature's God entitle them, 
A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new governments. That is your declaration of independence, not mine. That is yours. Do you read that from July 4th, even though it was July 2nd, 1776, but let's play along. July 4th, 1776. Do you think your founders were right or do you think they were wrong? When you read that preamble, that start to the Declaration of Independence, do you think your founders wanted to get even with the British or did they want to get ahead? When they talk about one people, one people, we are declaring our independence for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them. Do they want to get even or do they want to get ahead? Because while the numbers are always sketchy on this, probably about 33%, 30% were pro crown at your family. Another 30% probably didn't give a whole lot of care. Didn't care. It was like, eh, I don't care. I'm happy either way. I just focus in on my own little world. 30% probably were pro-freedom. We want our independence. 20% of them were probably serious. And then maybe 10% actually did something about it. But yet, they spoke about one people. Did your founders want to get even with Britain, or did they want to get ahead? If you think, even for one second, that your founders just wanted to get even, then ask yourself one question over this weekend. What makes America different to Ireland? Why is America an exceptional nation? Why is America the greatest country in the world? And Ireland's not. Because we both declared our independence from Britain. And you can fill in any country that you really want to. I'm just picking Ireland because I am Irish. But let's go on a bit further. When you talk about the law of God and the law of nature, and nature's God, these are terms I'm going to be speaking about a lot this year, so I'd suggest you get used to them. Nature's law and nature's God. If you speak about nature's law and nature's God, are you seeking to get even or are you seeking to get ahead? When you talk about these truths are self-evident, that really no one can argue with them, that all men are created equal and have certain rights from nature's law, nature's God, whether your God is the God that I worship, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, whether your God is Allah, whether your God is a rock, 
but nature's God, that you have these rights, and they are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Were your founders seeking to get ahead, or were they seeking to get even with the British? And even look at how they speak about government. And this is important. What did they say about government's role? Governments are instituted among men, deriving their powers from the consent of the government. That government is the securities right. Government doesn't give rights. Because if governments can give rights, governments can take rights. Were your founders men who wanted to get even with Britain? Or did they want to get ahead? I look at the political landscape today. And I think before I say what I'm about to say, I need to make one distinction. Because it's not a distinction I hear very often on either side. I see two groups of Republicans. I see two groups of Democrats. I see two groups of conservatives, whatever you want to call yourself. There is the group who are the politicians, the lobbyists, the staffers, you know, the people who are always around. And then there are the supporters. And it is important to make this distinction. Because today we don't make this distinction. We just throw everyone into the same group all the time. The left do this all the time. You've experienced this if you're on the right. Oh, you voted for Donald Trump. You're a racist. You're a xenophobe. You're an anti-Semite. You're a bigot. You belong in the KKK. Are there people from the KKK who support Donald Trump and maybe voted for him? I'm sure. I don't know. Are there some bigots, some racists, some homophobes who have supported Donald Trump and voted for him? Probably. But is that the average person? Absolutely not. I am blessed to have many friends on all sides of America. I, had, I have friends who have voted for Donald Trump for many different reasons. And some go from really serious because they liked him. Because they just liked how he dealt with the media. Two, they like his economic plans. I don't agree with all these. I'm just saying this is some of the people who are friends of mine. Who I've interacted with a lot over the last several years. And these are reasons they voted for him. Some people just voted for him for the Supreme Court. I have a very dear friend of mine who said, Honestly, I can't stand Donald Trump. But I'm voting for him because I, can't, I hate Hillary even more. Okay, good, gotcha. There are two different sets of people. But it also, if that's the way it works on the right, that is also the way it works on the left. Everyone who voted for Hillary Clinton is not a communist, is not a Marxist, is not a socialist, is not a big government progressives. Some people might have just voted for her because they knew her. Because, hey, I can't vote for the guy who says who doesn't seem to have a problem with Russia. I can't vote for the guy that says, I, I can't vote for a guy who has no political experience in DC. I can't vote for a guy who says some of the stuff he says. There are people on both sides. Are some people who voted for Hillary Clinton, you know, your William Ayers, your Bernie Sanders, socialist, Marxist, progressive? Absolutely. 
Are there bad people who voted for Hillary Clinton? Absolutely. But that's not all. Last time I checked, it was a very conservative, a very traditional American opinion to believe in the individual. And now getting back to that question. Do you want to get even or do you want to get ahead? When I look at the political landscape in America today, who is talking about the Constitution? The left. Who is afraid of big government and making the argument against it? The left. Who is making the argument for prepping, for being, you know, buying a load of food? The left. Who is making the power against the argument against centralized power in America? The left. Now, it just so happens, who is also the person and the, the, the side for the last four to eight years who's had no problem when it was their person in the White House, in Congress, doing these incredible bills? Hey, saying, I've got a pen and I've got a phone. Who was ignoring the Constitution while he was trampling it? The left. I get the human nature that it's easy to say, I just want a bit of payback. But the question again is, do you want to get even or do you want to get ahead? Because if you want to get even, I guarantee you, with this Republican Party, you're going to get plenty of opportunities. I've shared this story on air many times, but many years ago I had the honor of giving a speech in Capitol Hill at the Abolish the IRS rally, something I'm very proud of. And I was told by my friends on the right I was because it was around 2013, I think, and it was when they, they were targeting the Tea Party. You know, when if you were a conservative group, well, you know, you're 501c3, you know, I'd be waiting a while, or I'll ask you a load of questions. And my friends on the right said, but John, you're not seeing the bigger picture. You're not seeing the bigger picture. We'll get power eventually. And then you telling me you don't want us to do the exact same to a pro-abortion group or to plan or to you know, the Weather Underground or to the Black Panther Party. You're telling me you don't want to do the exact same thing to them? Do you want to get even or do you want to get ahead? Country, not me. I don't have this right, this honor, this privilege. You do. You are the country that said certain rights come from your maker. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. All men are created to protect these rights. Now, you have an opportunity. If you want to get even, sure, you can insult the left for the freedom and prepping and survival. Or you can sit there and go, are they right? It, what are they saying right now? Is it true? Is it On some part it is. These are traditionally opinions held by the conservative and the right. How about reaching out and saying, I absolutely agree with you. There shouldn't be this centralized power. Now let's work together to ensure it never happens again on either side. You're talking about the Constitution. You're absolutely right. I revere it as much as you. Hallelujah that you see things the same way now. That you see the greatness of this document. By the way, when I say reach out, I don't mean reach out to the people who are going to all these rallies. You know, the, the, the Occupy Wall Street, you know, all these people. I'm talking about your average Democrat 
who is just a good, decent American who maybe doesn't think about politics a whole lot, but is just now waking up to the fear of Donald Trump in the White House. Because you have two choices. You can get even. And then every two, four, or eight years, America will go into panic. Because one side will be absolutely delighted with their win, and the other side will be crushed by their loss. And you can be constantly divided. And eventually you'll become nothing more than France. And what it was, was during its revolution. There's a reason it had six revolutions and you had one. Last time I checked, having one revolution was a lot better than having six. Is there anyone in at, who listens to this kind of going, yeah, you know what, I think the French had it pretty much right. That is, you know, they might have had six revolutions, but they got it right eventually. You think that, do you? Do you think France is a country you should admire in the 1800s and 1900s to the 2000s to today? you think that's a country you want to admire? You want to follow its path? Or would you rather follow the American path? Because your founders said you were one people. One people. E pluribus unum. Does that mean anything today? Because it all boils down to how you see the world. Because we place everyone in camps. And what do you get your joy from? Do you get your joy from the opportunity to place yourself on the high ground and look down on other people? Or do you get your joy from someone seeing the light? From speaking about the same principles that you are? From being able to unite and say, absolutely, the Constitution is one of the greatest documents written ever by anyone. Your, our founders were inspired. Or would you rather get ahead, get even? And mock them, who are speaking about what you spoke about mere months ago. That is the opportunity you have right now. That is the question that each and every American has to answer. Do you want to get even or do you want to get ahead? Because let me tell you something from a European perspective. The media, and I'm going to share a story about the, the wealth. The media and the politicians, the spin doctors, the staffers, they're all invested in the same game. They all know, I don't care whether you're left, right, or in the middle. They all know one thing. If you are not one people and you are divided, the only people who win in that scenario is them. Because if you're divided, well then guess what? You sell more media. Because the right want to buy their media saying they're right and the others are wrong. And the left will want to buy their media saying they're right and they're wrong. And there'll be plenty of elections and plenty of power to go around. And the end result is the average person getting screwed. Or you have the option which America did. Again, I can't say this about my people. I wish I could. I wish I was on this microphone now saying, Hey, America, wake up, follow Ireland. Or follow the way I've seen things. I'm not. I'm here telling you to follow the way you did things. This is your history, not mine. Your people said, we are going to declare independence from Britain and we are going to institute a system that has never been seen before. A system that is incredibly biblical. 
and principled. We believe rights come from our God, not from government, and that they are there for everyone. Rights don't come from God just for Republicans or just for conservatives or just for Tea Parties or just for Libertarians or just for Democrats or just for Liberals. They come from everyone. They come for everyone. Because if a right is from God, it is for everyone. Everyone has that right. You cannot take it away. That is the question you have to ask yourself. Do you want to get even or do you want to get ahead? I hope you choose for yourselves, for the world, for future generations not yet born, that you choose to get ahead and to chart a new course, just like your founders did. Now, some people will hear this because I get this, I'm getting this a lot like, well, John, you're weak, you're passive, you're unrealistic. Sure, maybe. But I don't ever expect to get a lecture from an American about being unrealistic. Hello, you're the country that said, hey, I'm going to take on the superpower of the day. Who went to the moon. Who, in 200 short years, has done more for innovation than the rest of the world combined in 2,000 years. Don't talk to me about being unrealistic. Now, are there people out there who don't want who are just saying the Constitution just to make, you know, an argument. Sure. To those, I would say, I, I'm going to say something that, you know, spoiler alert or, you know, get to your safe place because I'm going to quote scripture. Imagine if we all had this as an, uh, an ideal and a way of acting. From Timothy, refute falsehood, correct error, call to obedience, but do all with patience and with the intent of teaching. Imagine if we all had that as a goal, and as a mindset. The choice is yours, America. Do you want to get even, or do you want to get ahead? For my part, I will do everything in my power to encourage, to empower, to inspire, to educate, and to try and help you to get ahead, to chart a new course, just like your founders did 230 years ago. I gotta take a quick break, America. I'll be right back. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. The Blaze Radio Network. 